from somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, thank you, thank you very much, Mr. Rob Roop. Uh, Mike here, along with my wife, Ginny. Hello. Hey, yeah. And we're doing this podcast that you're listening to on Podbean or Spotify or wherever. Um, All Hollows Eve, Eve, day before Halloween, and... Uh, it's kind of kind of exciting in our house, wouldn't you say? I think so. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be the uh, the second ever time these girls, our two daughters, Lana and Hazel, have gone trick or treating. Last year, they were just amazed. You can go door to door and get free candy, and you get to be whatever you want to be for Halloween. Well, yeah. What were they last year? They were the uh, they they used the rainbow unicorn robes, right? They were rainbow unicorns. Yeah. Now, what are they going to be this year? Aside from charming. Um. <laughs> So Hazel's going to be a candy princess, mm-hmm. and Lana's going to be Elsa from Olaf's Frozen Adventure. And ah, yeah. Logan, it's his first one. Yeah. He's going to be Spider-Man. Is he going to go trick-or-treating, or is he going to stay back? Well, he'll be in the stroller with me, and you'll be okay. taking the girls. Okay, okay. Now, like uh, with with Lana, we've had the costume on the premises uh, for about a month now. Well, it's off-site now. Off-site. But... Well, and by off-site, you mean Grandma's house. Yes. All right, but there have been a few times where she has tried on said costume, and she's even worn it places. Yeah. Yeah. What what place in particular comes to mind? Oh, church. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it's kind of weird that she would dress up as a princess for church, but then again, you know what? I've seen the way some people have dressed at church. She's probably the fanciest person there, so there's that, but she she's very excited. And, of course, that's going to be a big thing in our household tomorrow. Now, um, with candy, how are we doing this? Uh, well, we hand out candy. That's well, how we do it. Well, right, right. But are we going to have anybody hand it out? Uh, yeah. I think their cousin's going to help hand it out. So. Okay. So we will have somebody here while we go out and do what we need to do. Yeah. And Now, do we have a cutoff date time for handing out candy? Oh, uh, let me check. That's a good question. Because, like, if, if a trick-or-treater comes to the door, I think, past that a little bit i'm not gonna like oh you can't get candy because i don't scrape egg yolk off the window but it just like back in the day when we got home from school we waited till our parents got off work and then like around 5 30 we'd go out and then we would probably be out getting candy till about 9 30 10 o'clock there really wasn't this curfew thing where like trick-or-treat times or blah 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 and it's always like a short tight two-hour window that's always too darn close to uh to when uh, parents can get home so right well i work tomorrow so let's see i want to say new hey or wherever we live is 5 30 to 7 30 okay yeah uh so six to eight six to eight all right and that's that's reasonable i would think but still i mean i'm not going to hold anybody's feet nah, to the fire if anyone comes in who cares yeah if it's if you come to my door at 8 30 or 9 that's fine here's some candy if you come i'll to be the, in bed though at 2 a.m though I'm, I'm gonna say no no, but and that's so you got to make sure you lock up and all your belongings are secure and everything. Yeah, we got Hazel sitting on the uh, couch behind. She's us. taking notes. Hazel, are you excited for Halloween? Yeah. Okay, there you go. She's excited for that. What uh, are you going to be? Uh, I guess uh, Norman Osborn, but I don't know if anybody's going to recognize him without the Green Goblin costume on. Yeah. No. No well, one. No one really knew it was Norman for a while. So. Right. Right. So I'm going to be like Secret Green Goblin or something. Secret Green Goblin. Um, but that's that's what's going on uh, Sunday, as we record this Saturday evening. Now Monday, you and I 
Well, you, Sunday you go to work, but you're going to be off in time for trick-or-treating. Yeah. But, like, Monday we both work and, of course, hitting the roads and everything. If, if you had the chance, if city or federal or whatever type of government gave you unlimited funds, <laughs> yeah, as if they're unlimited, uh, to fix up any road project, what would that be? Like, if you were to make one road more functional, what would it be? I would say just to hurry up and finish whatever you're working on. <laughs> just get it done. Get it done because you have too many irons in the fire. Yeah, especially around here because we've had like a bridge that's just north of us out of commission since like May. Yeah. And, and every now and again I'll drive by it and it's still out. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. And then there's the, now more road construction going on just before winter. And there's no way in hell that's going to like snarl traffic or make people irrational, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing I would fix, here in Fort Wayne, we have a road called Airport Expressway, but it's more or less an ironic name when a train decides to park right in the middle of the friggin' road. I would build under it or over it. Probably be more feasible to build over it. Uh, because What, the road? Yeah, build the road over the railroad track, right? Mm, well... Because I would, I would imagine, like, built, raising the rail, because it still has to be straight, would have to, like, take time, right? Well, I know downtown they have um, Fairfield going under. Right, and right. And then, yeah, over here, they mm -hmm. have one going over, so, right. I mean... I don't know. Like, I would, I would have somebody look at the best possible solution, but uh, it's, it's just a mess, because every morning I commute, and, I, and I'm working new hours at this place that I'm working at. It's on the south side of Fort Wayne. And there have been a few times where I've been held up the tra by train. The last time was, I think, Wednesday. And that was the last time I ever, ever decided to take the expressway to where I work. Because I was on pace. I was on pace to be at work 15 minutes early as usual, right? Yeah. I got there 35 friggin' minutes late, as did two or three other co-workers. In fact, one co-worker called off entirely. Because they weren't sure they were going to be able to get to work. I mean, we had to, I had to do a U-turn on the shoulder illegally just to get to work at a reasonable time. And I know that's uh, breaking the rules of the law road, but you know what? I can't break the rules of physics and drive through the train. That might be a little gruesome. Well, I know here in a... In this place that we live. <laughs> Good call. But yeah. um, no, trains would be... Trains would be what? Trains would, yeah. Well, take your Peppa Pig chair now. Anyway, trains would be stopped for so long that students would have to walk in between the cars, and they sent out an email. Oh, that's dangerous! You know, you can't do that. Well, it it's is. Like, well, how's the kid going to get home? Right. Well, I mean, it is dangerous, but at the same time, it's like you you can't have you can't have trains just parked there when people have things to do, like go to work, go to school, whatever. And especially on an expressway, which connects this little uh, unknown startup uh, called Amazon to the south side of Fort Wayne. I mean, that was the big deal like two years ago. It's like, yeah, we're bringing in Amazon. There's going to be all these jobs and all this stuff. Hey, we've processed some of their drink orders, so right. I know. They're, they're working. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah so like... When when uh, you you bring in this big to do like Amazon and granted they're they're close to the airport and they're close to the interstate but I mean that gives them better access the south side of Fort Wayne and I know that those drivers are on a timetable because yeah they can't pee yeah they can't pee well that's especially true with the warehouse workers I think they're pooping in Gatorade bottles or something 
I, I would think that, okay, you... Reduce, lure... reuse, recycle. <laughs> That's one way of doing it. I would think that if you were going to be good stewards and good hosts to Amazon and keep building these space penises for Jeff Bezos to uh, to uh, launch himself on, you make things a little easier for him instead of building all these damn roundabouts because I'm telling you, there's only been like one roundabout that I've ever found to be functional, you know, in terms of being useful, and that was the one I would take on the way to the, uh, to the old place. So, I mean, that's just me. But, uh, yeah, that'd be the one thing I would do. I would fix the uh, the expressway. And, of course, somebody's like, well, well, you smart guy. If it keeps getting blocked by a train, why not just, you know, take a different way to work? Way ahead of you. I am taking a different way to work. I'm taking the interstate because it's somewhat quicker. It's... I don't think anyone would be mad at you because they've probably been in a, in a yeah. position. Yeah. I would rather fix the expressway than put up another darn roundabout. Hazel, shut up. So, um... But but it's it's the old Adam Carolla ad, uh, adage: "Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, what the f is wrong with me?" Uh, but if you have any road things that you would like to fix, feel free to uh, message me. I might share them on the next podcast or so. Okay, going on to something a little more happier, but still kind of a mini rant is uh, baseball in organizations. Uh, yeah, you you just love the pace of a baseball game, don't you? I don't like talking about baseball. Well, this we're not going to get too deep into the the, the minutia of the sport. I just like the Sandlot, and that's it. Sandlot's a good movie, but uh, the World Series is going on right now, and of course everybody's rooting for anybody not Houston. Um, but uh, I've been catching a couple of games of the World Series. I'm a casual baseball. Observer. I don't know if I would say fanatic. I haven't really been hardcore into baseball since junior high. You're not hardcore, period. Um, not hardcore at all. But uh, you know, I, I find the game to be pretty boring. No, no, it's just just a slower pace, enjoyable, and I wish more people could enjoy it. Like I don't know, PETA. Uh, the they P- can't enjoy anything. No, they can't. They're they are an organization dedicated to being perpetually miserable. Uh, people for the ethical treatment of animals, or basically people against people. They should just call themselves PAP. And uh, PAP smear. <laughs> taken. Wow. <laughs> Good, but taken. Good, but taken, yes. Um, but they have since called out Major League Baseball and said, hey, you know what you need to do? You need to change the name of bullpen to arm barn. Of course, the bullpen being the, uh, the, the space on the field where the relief pitchers sit. And warm up in case the starter gets worn out or is just losing the game. I mean, that's called the bullpit. Call it the arm barn because you're hurting the cow's feelings. Cows eat grass and take dumps in the grass they're eating. Do you really think they care about baseball? Well, you can't call it a barn either. What? Because animals live there. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're desecrating animals uh, with their home. With these sweaty millionaire pitchers sitting there scratching themselves, making inappropriate jokes, waiting to get into the game. Yeah, that's what you're doing there, Pete. I thought you liked animals. But I, I was curious as to where in the uh, the world, trying to clean this up a little bit here, where in the world uh, um, bullpen came from. And I guess back, there's been several things that kind of said this. Um, um, like uh, back in the day, bullpen used to be where the fans sat because, you know, that would, that, you're hurting them in like cattle. And that oh, that's it, nice. Yeah, it's nice to be referred to as cattle, but uh, uh, of course they went into the stands and bullpen. People try and run out of stubs. But... 
Less than you're a hog. Yeah, uh, or baseball fan by God. Um, also, uh, the the late great manager Casey Stingle said uh, that was a place for uh, relief pitchers to go out and shoot the ball because he didn't want them to distract players. Because you know what I'll call it. What do you want to call it? You wait here until it's your turn. Yeah, yeah. The, the wait your turn uh, part of the field. But you know, when I look at PETA, I mean, like what it's it's like any organization. Once upon a time, maybe they formed. Because there were some legitimate grievances, maybe some things that they saw problems with and they wanted to get fixed. But then they started asking themselves a very dumb, common question. A lot of similar themed organizations do. What next? And so they find problems everywhere. They went to fighting fires to pretty much wanting to throw people in prison for buying a book of matches, it seems like. Huh. Because, yeah, I mean, just think about it. I mean, what harm does bullpen do anybody none (laughs) you know what i mean and if they're so appalled by baseball don't watch it and that's that's like me don't watch it yeah be like jenny don't watch it i'm uninterested if if it angers you or bores you don't watch it my two favorite emotions anger and boredom Uh, but we do have that uh, that delightful story linked up on uh, the Mike Davidson Facebook page, um, and I know that you, um, you know, you you uh, went, love rock music. You love all sorts of music. Yeah. You have very diverse tastes. Uh, you grew up like in Lincoln Park, right? No. You didn't? No. I thought you did. No. I mean, I know you like corn. I just thought oh, you know yeah. you like corn, but you weren't big into Lincoln Park. No, but you know who is. Who? Eileen. Okay, your friend Eileen. Well, she might like this, or maybe she won't like this. I don't know. Uh, they were talking to Mike Shinoda uh, recently. Mike Shinoda. <laughs> Mike Shinoda. Uh, and I guess ABBA recently announced that they're doing a hologram tour. They're, I saw a piece about this, yeah. They're all alive. They're doing the hologram tour, kind of like Tupac or Ronnie James Dio or Whitney Houston. I'm like, well, if you're alive and you want a tour, tour. I mean, the Rolling Stones just lost Charlie Watt. They're still touring. With Where's a, my drummer? With with yeah, with a living drummer, not not a hologram of Charlie Watts. I and mean, God rest his soul, you know, light banging fake drum. But Abba's doing this thing, and they asked it's Abba. I know it's Abba. That sucks. Well, you know, live Abba sucks. But I would imagine, winger. but <laughs> winger. But I'm thinking holographic Abba would suck harder than live well, they're ABBA. Like re- they're like real robots. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> like Disney animatronics. It's like yeah. the, the U.S. president's like, going okay, on them. This is, a, this is a cool idea if your favorite singer or artist or band has passed away. It's a great idea, but they're still alive. I'm like, man, this sucks. Well, I mean, even if they're gone, I mean, that, what Mike Shinoda was saying, though, is like when he asked, he goes, no, we're, we're not doing laser Chester Bennington, essentially. Because, you know, there, there's only one Chester Bennington, much like there was only one Kurt Cobain, one Chris Cornell, one John Lennon, Jimmy Hennessy. You get the idea. All the ones who died at 27. Yeah, all the ones that died at 27 and around that ballpark. I mean, any any musician that's no longer with us, I mean, there's no way a holographic Freddie Mercury is the same as watching Freddie Mercury belt out tunes on stage. It just isn't. I mean, would you pay full price to go see a hologram sing? Okay. I mean, you know, maybe. I know that sounds a little distasteful. Maybe. I don't really like going to concerts. Well, but you went to see 
Corn, all members live and oh, count yeah, for Corn and Breaking Benjamin before everybody. Oh, Del Rey. Yeah, so there are exceptions. There are but. exceptions, but I mean, you, you if you're going to go see a musician perform, you do it when you can. I mean, uh, the, some of the musicians that I can think of that I have seen, some of the performers I've seen that are no longer with us include Chris Cornell, Scott Weiland, um, um, Glenn Fry, and Tom Petty. And I'm telling you, there's nothing that beats a live Tom Petty concert. <laughs> that dude, timeless. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, Mike Shinoda telling us that he's not going to do laser Chester Bennington. You can see that story on the Mike Davidson Facebook page as well. Oh, um, speaking of distasteful, Sweet. Uh, th- there's just some things that are sacred. Would you, wouldn't you agree that you just don't really trounce upon, try not to make it all about you? Like if you go to somebody's wedding... Or you're celebrating the birth of a child. Or the F word. That's sacred. It's, it's, it's a holy a, mother of all kinds. It is. It's a word that I use daily. Um, or funerals. That's another F word. You usually try to keep those sacred and honor those who just passed away, right? Unless you want to make people laugh, yeah. Well, also on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, an Instagram model by the name of Jane Rivera. 20 years old, so she knows everything. Ah. Instagram model influencer has caused a fracas, if you will, on the internet because recently her father passed away, unfortunately. Okay. That does suck. It does suck. But she decided to take pictures of herself in a nice, sexy outfit right by her father's coffin. No. No. And she's defending herself going, well, in real, you know, when we were together, I would take pictures of him. And I'm just thinking, no, when someone close to you passes away. You wear black, no jewelry, all that good stuff. You don't take pictures of the body. You can post pictures of you and the loved one when they were alive on social media. But it just seems distasteful. And what kind of gets me that no one else is uh, pointing out in this picture, you don't see the body, but if you squint, you can see an American flag on the coffin. Which means her father probably served in the military. And I'm just thinking, you did. This dude's a hero. Your father's a hero. This you know, is a lot of a lot of people do dumb things around that age. Right. Twenty years old. Somebody should have told her, hey, yeah, no, not cool. Not cool. I mean, I kind of figured that out when I was twelve. Of course we didn't have social media back then. Can you I mean it, it, it sucks to think about funerals, um, but can you think of a time going to a funeral where somebody was a little disrespectful? Maybe not at the ceremony itself, but maybe before or after the ceremony where it's just kind of like, you know, okay, probably shouldn't have done that. I got one. Okay. But it was out of viewing. Does that count? Viewings count. Okay. In fact, this was out of viewing too, yeah. Okay. Um, at my dad's viewing. Right. Um, everyone, you know, my dad... My Aunt Barbara, my Granny Duke, they're all deceased. Um, So at my dad's viewing, (laughs) my Granny Duke, she said, Jenny, have you gotten fat? And then my Aunt Barbara said, you can't say that. She's like, Mom. Oh, wow. I'm like, it's so good to see you too, Granny Duke. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's make it. And, and that's uh that's my dad in the coffin. Thank you. Yeah. That's I'm awesome. I'm feeling pretty bad about things right now. Could you say something else that would piss I'm, me off? I'm just like, great. Yeah. 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 This young grandma saying this. Yeah. God. 
Well, uh, I have a grandmother who also was pretty rude, not at the ceremony, but um, I remember this because it was back in 94, Little Hammer, the Winter Olympics. I remember this because my estranged grandfather, my, my mom's dad, passed away. He had a sudden heart attack, I think, on a treadmill. And my mom hadn't talked to him for years, and that's a story that I'm not going to get into too much here because I do want to go on to fun things. But basically, we went to the viewing. We went to the funeral. But we didn't quite make the burial because we went to the wrong cemetery. We got, you know, we, we kind of got backwards, right? That night or the night after, my mom's mom and her sister, my mom's sister, called her up and cussed my mom out this was an accident this was this was not intentional i mean my mom was there at the viewing she was there at the funeral but because she wasn't at the burial site when they lowered the coffin because of this slight error in Wait, it, what's the difference between the funeral and the burial well the funeral i think the, the funeral at the church okay then there's the procession and then there's that. I mean, I mean, I guess it's a little different for every funeral, but they they were swearing at my mom, and I didn't know about this until maybe I was 26 or 27. I, no, no, no. I, th- I found out about this when I was, yeah. About my late 20s, I found out about this because somehow it kind of came up in conversation with my dad, and it was mostly a decent day, but, like, when, when that memory came up, my dad got real tense and sure. called called those two women that that see you again, next Tuesday. Pretty damn close to it. Like my dad, like I know when he's angry, but when he swears, it's very rare. But it's not like a nervous stammer when he swears. Like it's the first time he said it. He's like a seasoned pro, and he just he's, uh-huh. yeah, I can imagine. I I can actually imagine him saying it. Yeah, he's yeah. he's tough and terse and to the point, and he doesn't go on these long rants. It's just, it's done. Yeah. Um, But there's a reason why that side of the family doesn't talk to us anymore. But that's what my mom had to put up with Mm. just a day or so after her own father's funeral. That really stings. Yeah. Yeah. That really stings. Yeah, but it's nowhere on par with a woman taking pictures of herself next to her dad's coffin. Yeah. That's just creepy. Just creepy. Now, creepy in a good way. Uh, I'm, not, I'm going to kind of quiz you here because I know how much you love horror movies, but... Uh, no. <laughs> so, okay, everyone. Okay. I can watch The Thing. Um, John Carpenter's The Thing, yeah. John Carpenter's The Thing with uh, some considerations. Okay, yeah, because you're not a big uh, wh- blood and gore person. No. Okay. No. Okay. But um. What are the other considerations here? Uh, not having our daughter in the house. Well, I do. I was trying to get her out of the freaking living room, but she saw like the worst part of the movie, I feel. Oh my God. And she's like, oh, it's scary. I'm like, yeah, it's scary for me too. I'm like, why are you watching this? Get out of here. Because I'm like, I got to take you to our bedroom so mm. you can watch something more appropriate. Right. Well, I didn't and expect them home that early. Well, when they walk through the door, you turn off the <laughs> fucking TV. This podcast is rated MA-17. Uh, well, I get one F-bomb, so... Mm. Okay. All right. What's the other so consideration? use your brain. Okay. When... It's the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, speaking of John Carpenter, 
uh, last week, a little more family friendly, even though we didn't have the family watching this. But uh, Netflix has uh, the movies that made us free plug. Uh, yeah, you can watch that. There's like several movies on there, but they had uh, some holiday themed ones for Halloween and Christmas, mm-hmm. and of course, John Carpenter's Halloween was on there. And what I didn't re- like, basically, John Carpenter kind of shot this like a Hitchcock film because I guess one of the prerequisites to him directing this movie with the uh, the guy that set it up for him was like. No blood, or very little blood, and it just kind of dawned on me because I've seen Halloween dozens of times in my lifetime. There is very little blood in that movie, mm-hmm. very little. Maybe in the opening scene, and maybe here or there, but it's basically kind of misdirection and Michael Myers just being slow and deliberate, or kind of lunging out of the darkness unexpectedly. But, I mean, it's a good psychological thriller. Especially that light scene where he's coming up on Jamie Lee Curtis out of the dark and you just see that mask kind of floating. I, I always thought that was pretty good. But, I mean, if you, if you guys get a chance, watch that. And watch the one about Robocop because <laughs> Kurt, uh, Kurtwood Smith, uh, the guy that played the uh, drug dealer in the movie, of course, the dad from that 70s show, uh, funny as hell talking oh about gosh. his... Talking about some of the weird interactions he had with Peter Weller and the director, uh, Paul Verhoeven. Again. Peter Weller did the voice of Grumpy Batman in, in Dark, Dark Knight, Knight Returns. Yeah, the, the the animated adaptation of the popular comic book. Um, but if you Your get a move, creep. Yeah, but if you get a chance, uh, check that out. And oh, hold on a second here. Okay, okay, are we are we moving? Okay. Uh, all, no, I'm sitting. You're sitting. I'm just. I'm looking at. Uh, Looking at the meter here, telling me if we're actually recording stuff. But if you get a chance, <laughs> check out. Fool uh, me once, shame yeah, on you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot there. Yeah, I learned my lesson with the robe. I didn't re- uh, learn it with this crappy editing software. So there hey, you go. It's free. It's free. That's it. That's right. All right. So okay, moving on to the horror quiz because I know that you're not a big big horror fan, and it's hard. You know, with me, there's a select few horror movies I can get into because I've said this before. Uh, the two hardest genres in movies to make comedy and horror because you're trying to elicit a very very um, uh, a very strong reaction. reaction either with laughter or with terror mm. if you go too hard or you mess up in comedy there's no laughter and it's almost like horror <laughs> and if you go too hard How comedy turns yeah, to horror and if you go too hard or not enough in a horror movie it becomes a comedy it's a fine line. It's, Too hard and not enough. I'm sorry, I'm stuck on that. Yeah, not, it almost sounds like uh, you know directions to porn movie. Uh, but basically, wow, thanks, Mike, <laughs> just for pointing that out. All right, so um, A through Z, A through Z here. Oh, you I've, found a Z. Yeah, I found a Z. Good. Twenty-six horror movie quotes. So we're not going to do all of them. Okay, good. Uh, we're going to do ten of them. All right. All right. Pick my favorite ten letters. All right. You you go ahead and give me a letter, and I will see oh, I if get you to pick my own. Okay. You pick the letter. I give you the quote, and we'll see how you do here. Okay. Okay. J. We'll go with oh the first letter of your name. Yeah, that way I don't forget. All right. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. What movie is that from? I don't know. It's a movie about horror movies. Is it a scary movie? Oh, sorry. Close. Scary Movie was kind of a spoof I know. of I love scary Scream. Movie. Yeah. Scream. I, I saw that in a movie theater, and that, the reaction from the audience, it, 
it was both a comedy and a horror movie, and it worked very well. So, okay. I, I'm going to fail at this. All right, so, so o, um, o for one here. Okay. But don't keep score, because I'm just going to flunk everything. Okay. And so, I don't really want to play this game. I love playing this game. All right, Jay's down. What? You, oh, she hit me that time. All right, so Jay's down. <laughs> What's why? the... Why? Why am I playing this game? Exactly. All right. All right. No matter how much he cries, no matter how much he begs, never feed him after midnight. Oh, Gremlins. Yeah, yeah. I don't, no, it's it's kind of horrorish, but more of a comedy. So there you go. Okay, so Y's down, J's down. Okay, what's the next one? And <laughs> you're just spelling your name. I know. All right. Have to get creative with the next end. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I've only got one end. I know. I'm gonna have to get creative. And they're here. Poultry guys. There you go. Everybody knows that one. So you're yeah, not doing too bad. Two for three. Mm-hmm. Well, he told me not to keep score. Uh, okay, next one. M. <laughs> M. Jimny. <laughs> I never drink wine. Oh, is it Dracula? It is Dracula. That's right. Yeah. Okay, I. I. <laughs> Jimny. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's five. Oh, no tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I don't know, but that's a cool quote. It is a cool quote, Hellraiser. I've never, I've never seen any of those, but like Pinhead does look kind of scary. Yeah. I mean, he's got pins in his head for crying out loud. Okay, I so it's a pin cushion, but I'm not afraid of that. Yeah. Well, if you if you sew, you know, Pinhead should be scared of you because you're pulling out of his skull, right? Uh-huh. All right. So okay, Jibney has been spelled. <laughs> What's the next letter here? R. R. Okay, going down to R. Da, 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 da. I'm your number one fan. Oh, uh, Misery. Misery. That got uh, uh, Kathy Bates the Oscar for Best Actress. And, of course, uh, James Conn's character of Broken Leg. All right, so see, you're doing pretty well for this one. Whatever. Okay. Go with A. Hazel's got a pen downstairs unsupervised, so I need to hurry up. Okay. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Oh, that's myself. I say that every day. (laughs) Any, Any idea where that's from? Myself. Okay, uh, actually, the fly, Gina Davis, said it. Yeah. And I, I think she improvised that, too, and it just became, oh, hey, that's a pretty good line. Yeah. All right, so you got three more here. Uh, w. W, okay. Sometimes dead is better. Mm-hmm. Pet cemetery. Yeah. Yeah. All right. L. T- L. Come and play with us, Danny, forever and ever the and sh- the shinning. And the shinning. You want to get sued? Uh, that's a really bad Scottish accent. You might as well call me Harrison Ford. Okay, one more. One S. more. S. Let's see what S is. Da, 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 da. Oh, this one's going to be easy. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Oh, Freddy Krueger? Eh, okay, I'll give you that one. It's Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know. Yeah. See, like, I never watched the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I think the one I saw was... Uh, I forget which one it was. I saw one of the sequels, and basically, like, when you're a kid, Freddy Krueger's scary, but when you're an adult, Freddy Krueger's basically a monster that kind of acts like the Roger Moore version of James Bond firing off all these stupid one-liners. It's like, it's a one-liner movie and, you know, teenagers die and that's it. You know, if I want that, I'm going to watch, uh, you know, Evil Scary Dead. Scary Movie 3. Scary Movie 3. Or, that's my favorite, actually. Or, or the Evil Dead trilogy where, you I know. they can't open doors. What? They <laughs> master space flight, but they can't open a door? Yeah. It's almost like David Caruso. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. By the way, uh, Google Rob Zombie on David Caruso. 
And, uh, like, when he directed him in a CSI Miami uh, episode, he talks about how difficult it was to work with David Cruz. Uh, yeah, this scene, you walk down the hall and open a door. And one of his handlers goes, uh, David doesn't like to touch doorknobs. And I'm just thinking, you're you're on TV, man. You Just work. Just work. Just work it, girl. Just work it, girl. But, yeah, yeah those are some Halloween quotes there. Uh, horror movie quotes. For Halloween, we do hope that you have a happy Halloween. Be safe. Be safe. You know, make sure the kids uh, get all the good candy. Make sure you hand out all the good candy. And if you're one of those, make pe- sure they get all the bad candy. You get all the good candy. Well, okay, yeah, the parent tax. If but, you're, yeah, if you're the parent, you you take a Reese's cup or three, okay. But if you're one of those uh, squares that hands out apples or toothbrushes, you know, if you're a dentist. You know, you could you use just, a toothbrush you, after that. <laughs> you got Take it from me. Yeah. An $800 dentist bill after insurance. Oh, God. But, I mean, just hand out candy because otherwise you hand out a toothbrush your house is going to get So, But, kids, brush your teeth. And floss and rinse and All right. visit your dentist. God. This, this became a PSA real quick. We'll talk to you later. Have you seen inside my mouth? No, I'm not a dentist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye, y'all. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at davidsonlives. 